0: Hello, and broadcasting from the beautiful central coast of California, it's the Dr. Death Danger Radio Show! Back to the Doctor Death Danger Radio Show with your hosts and your boys,
1: James and Edward. I'm Edward. What's, what's up, everyone? What's up, everybody? How's it going? How you doing? How's 2021 treating you? <laughs> Seems pretty like nothing much new. Meet the meet the new year, same as the last year. Well, everyone,
0: we're here today with another friggin' heavy show. Actually, it's super heavy, because one, we're here today to review episode two of Daisy and Love the heavy shows god damn it you ruined my flow Oh, uh, it's like the heaviest of shows and like what the fuck you mean <laughs> whatever we got an our show we got a heavy set we got freaking daisy love episode two before i was interrupted <laughs> because of edward we got two album like we got two album reports mm-hmm. i with the slipknot's Fifth out. Yes, that's yes, the fifth out. The great yeah. chapter. Yes, and then you with converge. Jane. And Dulles. I also am here with a proposition with Edward for something to review on a more up to date kind of thing. Ooh. Ooh. So let me start off with a story. Go ahead. I'm going to tell you what I did last weekend. Okay. Specifically, my sh- Saturday, or is it Sunday? I think it was my Saturday. And you know what I did all fucking day? (laughs) What? Well, I could tell you right now, I was chilling and I realized wait. I have a show that I could catch up on. And there it is. <laughs> Quick side-off story. We're literally talking. It's like, oh hey, I wonder during the podcast if we're gonna get bombarded with bings and bangs. <laughs> and lo and behold, we get bombarded with the bing and bang. It never fails. But back to like my personal, I'm gonna tell you, so I didn't do shit on Saturday, but I binge watched the show because I realized there's a season three that I haven't caught. And we're in the midst of a final season. What kind of show was it? You could say it's one of those animes, as you could say. Okay, I'm not gonna sure you could. I was chilling watching Attack on Titan. Oh, okay. And since we're in the midst of the final season and I'm all caught up. What are you thinking about it? Well, I'm thinking, Edward, do you wanna do week by week reviews of Attack on Titan's final season? Because I basically watched an episode last I watched a le- recent episode last night. So, do you think you could be a good boy and watch it? Attack on time, it has to be the sub. Rad. It has to be the sub. Because yeah, if the you're English watching a dub, out, yeah. it's like behind like four episodes. Yeah, yeah. So, do you think you can commit
1: to that? I probably could. I don't have a way to, like, watch it legally, so I'd have to just find it online, but that's not hard. You can watch it on Crunchyroll. I don't have a Crunchyroll. Whatever. So, it's like, do you think you can do that? I might be able to. When do you want to start that?
0: All right, well, I'm starting it today with my review, so if you're, like, go get yourself up to
1: date. Oh. You got a week. Listen, man, I... I, I don't have a good reason to say no, but I'll think of one. By the way, I also predicted a feature again because I told you we were going to get met. We were going to get bookings throughout the uh, the show. And I also told you it was going to be Dylan, our good friend Dylan, saying he can't make practice. And yeah. lo and behold, he cannot make practice. He literally wrote down, sorry, my
0: deeds. I feel awful. I just woke up. I literally almost shit myself like four times. <laughs> What do you mean almost shit yourself? Four times. You could at least, I think you would rephrase it to, I shat, I like fucking like had to take four nasty shits and I've been throwing, and today I've been throwing up. When my mom gets home, (laughs) under the talk door.
1: I'm like, what does that
0: mean? I'm feeling good for, good friend Dylan isn't feeling too good. Yeah,
1: that's, that's our good, good, yeah, no, no, he's not.
0: Whatever, so basically, I'm, so yeah. You want know, Oh no! So what have you seen, Attack on Titan, my dude?
1: Well, I mean, I've watched the first three seasons. I haven't had. So t- you're up. So you're up to date on the like the three seasons. Yeah, and you know, and I and I check out the manga every now and then. I don't keep up with it often, but you know, I check out... Well, up there and is six
0: episodes for the fourth season. Mm-hmm. So if you think you're a good boy and can catch up, I might be able to. Do you know whatever? So I could tell you right now for the listeners, for if you my review. Oh, season four, episode six.
1: Let's kinda of get up to date on things. Wait, you want me to watch six episodes? Yeah. We're not gonna start with episode one and work our way through. I wanna be up to date. Oh. Okay. Well, unless you
0: want to watch episode one and work ourselves through. No, we're gonna be
1: behind. No, it's cool. We'll we'll do what you we'll do. We'll do your thing. I'm just like, fuck, that's like two hours. Of just Attack on Titan goodness. This doesn't sound too horrible. No, I love that show. Honestly, I know Attack on Titan gets a lot of shit. but I'm gonna be honest. I think Attack on Titan gets a lot of shit just because it's popular.
0: Yeah, and also the writer became came out as kind of like a ra- kind of a racist nationalist. I heard-
1: about that. Yeah, I
0: was yeah, like, yeah. "What?" And I'm mean, just like, "Well, the show so far, the fourth season's been kind of very racist. has been more like has been like what kind, kind of, of what kind of racist? Well, let's bring up let's bring the listeners kind of to the people that know Attack on Titan enough up to date. So, what was season 3? It started out with finding out there is political corruption and that the hierarchy was basically kind of a false hierarchy because yes. there's another guy kind of like performing stuff behind the scenes. And freaking so we find out one of the main characters, Historia, is actually the hair to the freaking like to the basically she's the hair to the freaking hierarchy. Oh my fucking God. I'm sorry,
1: that was me responding to Dylan telling him I hope he feels better.
0: Okay. So freaking the hierarchy is false. There's a chick named Astoria that's part of the main crew, and mm-hmm. basically, I thought this was going to take longer, but this kind of happened in one and a half episodes where they were to overturn the friggin' government, and then but then basically the main character, Aaron, mm-hmm. it's kind of been a weird mystery. Yeah. Fuck, actually trying to describe this was just going to take an hour long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might take an hour long. Whatever. The people that know Attack on Titan. Basically, after friggin' they overthrow their own personal government <clears> and they <throat> finally get back to the source of like kind of the show started where they wanted to plug up the like holes in their like s- these like basically, you know, in their friggin' world, there are like these giant walls that like basically hold off these things called titans that are these giant humanoid looking things that eat people. Yes. And basically, one day a big giant Colossus Titan kicked a hole in the wall, mm-hmm. and basically they punctured the first wall, and basically a lot of people had to evacuate, and that was just a total massacre. So the goal was like basically we got to plug up those walls, but there's also a mystery in the world as in what are the Titans? And where do stuff? they come from? What are what? Yeah, where do they come from? What are they? And there might be a possible clue in the journals of like the main character Aaron's dad, but that's in the basement of the house. Way at the very, way at the begin, way at the very edge of the friggin' like wall map or whatever yes. of the world. So basically, they have to go and plug up the holes and like go see what's in the basement and stuff. And then after a brutal battle of like these scout troops, scout troopers, where literally it's like there was like the personal main characters that we know, they're off fighting like these antagonists of like the Colossus Titan and the Armor Titan and stuff. But then on the other side, there's a friggin, there's this thing called the Beast Titan. Oh, or basically, yeah. And like, here's the thing about these specific titans. These are like actual people that can transform into them. Yes. We learned some craziness as it kind of fucking goes on. And please help me if you ever need it. If you like want to like tag team, because I'm going to get kind of long
1: winded. Because I've realized trying to explain a story is a lot. Well, you know, let's just let's just try to refocus on the bit that makes the author a nationalist. Alright, so if you want to
0: know that, whatever. So eventually they plug up the hole, they've, they've been, they fight off these antagonists or so. This
1: is all stuff that's happening in the story. Like, it sounds long-winded, but this is the condensed version. I'm trying to condense it. Whatever. Which, like, these freaking people that have the ability to transform in the
0: Titans, as we also, like, found out earlier that our main character, Eren, has the ability to transform into a Titan. Yeah. There was some subcontext where we found out, like, oh... Basic, there was like a something with like the friggin' hierarchy and the queen, whatever. So when they finally plugged it up and they finally got to the basement, they realized that Aaron's dad it was actually not from where they're from, like this friggin' like world. Because they always wonder what's beyond the walls, Mm -hmm. and just to find out they're actually more of like a primitive like society that was like started by someone else that wanted to escape from like the actual world and then like the world was pretty developed outside their world or stuff too so eventually they kind of like they eventually find out that like their little hub or so was kind of started from someone that wanted to escape these nazi looking
1: people (laughs) (laughs) because
0: there's basically there's these nazi like people that are basically true-blooded normal human beings and stuff and the people that have the ability to turn in the Titans are kind of have this bloodline because the world used to have like just normal Titans but through time Titans, like, mingled and, like, friggin' mated with normal people. So there's, like, that tainted blood. So there's normal people that, like, sent all these people that have, like, these tainted blood. Like, if I'm gonna go, like, on the race, the tainted blood people are called the Eldians. And the normal, just (laughs) normal, pure-blooded people are Marlies. So the Eldians, they basically (laughs) resorted them to fucking get...
1: Okay, what? (laughs) I'm just laughing at how blatant it is. Whatever, so
0: basically, freaking, they restored the Eldians to a bunch of ghettos and stuff in their class society, and basically, the pure-blooded people are, like, rich and, like, live very normal lives, while the Eldians feel like they're worthless trash living in ghettos and shit, and the main character, Aaron's dad, was an Eldian, which he wanted to start a revolution and stuff and an uprise, but that failed, and they sent him to this, like, basically this island where, like, all the main characters are from, with a primitive society or so, we're basically, and we find out a lot of the time, they most likely inject something, like a serum that turns, like, people that have these Eldians into Titans and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then we also find out, because, like, there's, like, the birthplace, like, the Titan of the Titan or so. There's, like, suspicious, oh, dude, fuck, this story's so fucking weird. You know, I'm just gonna go on what happened on season four. Whatever, once they found out there's a bigger, broader world, four years have passed. Mm-hmm. War is being going on. As we meet back with the characters that were the Beast Titan and the Armor Titan, and basically they win a huge battle or so. They they win a huge battle. We also find out there's a like an artillery titan and a jaw titan or yeah. so. Or at least there's like these two titans that kinda like walk on like force instead of like standing like humanoid looking peeps. After we win the battle or so, we get some backstory on the armor titan. Yeah. Basically, his character... I'm going to need to, like, timestamp this. Because I kind of just... I just realized, dude, I confused myself trying to explain it. (laughs) Trying to kind of catch up. But I'm going on Season 4. But we get backstory on the Armor Titan. And literally, how he gained the ability to be be the Armor Titan and stuff, he wasn't supposed to. And when him and the peeps, that was the Colossus Titan, the female Titan, went to the island or Mm -hmm. so, because they were trying to find the Founding Titan. Basically, this Titan that has the ability to control... Just normal Titans or so. Not the specific weird special gimmicky Titans. Just the
1: regular ones. Yeah.
0: The founding Titan. The coordinate. Yeah. They went to go find that, but like as their mission kind of went on, one of their friends got eaten or so, which that's another character and that's just going to rewind me back. Whatever. Basically friggin... These gimmick titans from this friggin' racist nation or so, basically, as, like, they're just, like, giant super soldiers for them and stuff, basically. After all of season three, after they lost the Colossus Titan and then all, like, other stuff. Basically, the Armor Titan and the Beast Titan, they basically won a huge battle. Then we're getting backstory of, like, the character that's the Armor Titan and stuff, too. Just kind of—it's kind of depressive because he's, like—he doesn't like his choices because after their friend got eaten, he wanted, like— The other peeps is like, we shouldn't do this operation. We should just head back. But he felt like, since he's from the ghettos and stuff, he didn't want to go back to failure and possible death or execution. Mm -hmm. So freaking, they continue on the mission, which then called like mass mass freaking genocide. Unlike the freaking like, unlike our main characters and stuff. And like that area. So after he's fighting through that depression and stuff, and like freaking they're like eventually realizing we want to go back to that island and go find the Cornet and Founding Titan because they failed their mission and stuff. And freaking we're like getting a little backstory on that. But eventually we meet like this freaking like super rich dude. I think he's like Lord Tybar or something, whatever. Yeah. His family has like this thing called the Warhammer Titan, more another gimmick Titan or so. And basically, they have, like, a huge big play and gathering, which they tell the story of, like, their nation and stuff, how it came to be, what the Titans were like in, like, the previous life when there was a war with the Titans and stuff, eventually then sending off, like, the Cornet Founding Titan off and away to, like, this private, this, like, just island off so that that, the Founding Titan confides. It's like, dude, fuck, there's so much to explain. He just goes on the whole backstory of the world, just exposition the whole world. And then we also then find out that Aaron has found himself... The main character, Aaron, has found himself in the friggin' like find himself and he's been helping fight in their wars and stuff but just as a normal soldier so he's he comes off with a soldier that with an amputated leg and a missing eye Mm -hmm. but he befriends this little kid that we also meet and stuff too who's also worships the friggin like dude that has that's the fucking armor titan reinhardt i'm just gonna start saying his name so basically the little kid's able to like get reinhardt to meet a meeting with his like friggin injured friend and stuff but then reinhardt realizes oh shit this is Aaron. Oh fuck! Oh shit! And then basically, rise the place going on. Aaron pops up in each floor tie hopefully thinking he's the Warhammer Titan and stuff too. Causes a huge fucking massacre and scene and stuff, and basically friggin' and he's kind of just going off, off and awkward because, like, not gonna lie, Aaron's turning, a, kind of having a heel turn.
1: Oh, he's had a massive heel turn since the high since the time scale. Well, season three, he was kind of like <laughs> how like free
0: Evangelion Shinji was total depressive mess and stuff. But now season four, it's kind of feeling science. He's having a heel turn. Mm-hmm. I know he's having a heel turn, but uh, we're going by per episode. Oh, it's
1: it's even more blatant in the manga.
0: So yeah, whatever. Episode six is where Aaron's fighting the actual person that is the Warhammer Titan and stuff too, and all the Scout Troopers have appeared with advanced. They have like advanced technologies. They're not using swords anymore. They have like freaking rocket launcher arms and freaking like <laughs> guns and shit, and they're able just to <laughs> fight off all these freaking Marleys and stuff too, because the Marleys feel like the. People of, like, the island of paradise, this island I keep referring to, where all the main characters are from or so. It's just, like, a primitive, disgusting race and stuff in their eyes. (laughs) And just, like, like, and they just want to murder them all. But whatever. All the scouts appear. And, like, they're, like, on a mission to grab Aaron. Because Aaron just, like, is all rogue. And then, like, we find out in the episode, it's like, Aaron, what are you doing? You have murdered women and children (laughs) in your weird quest or so. Why are you doing this, Aaron? Aaron, please come home. And we find out about that, but like friggin' Warhammer Titan appears. Aaron's fighting the Warhammer Titan and stuff. Well, all the Scout troopers appear, just total ambush. N- none of the like the Marleys are prepared for this and stuff. Mm-hmm. But eventually, yeah, Aaron's sister, friggin' Mikasa, 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 Mikasa. I don't know. I just like it's like the friggin' that's my- how they
1: pronounce it in the show, Mikasa.
0: Yeah, but it's like makes me think of the Spanish word Mikasa. No, I know that's what. Yeah. Whatever, so episode 6, basically, after, like, Aaron ate Lord Tybar and stuff, which we got backstory on Tybar realizing there is an imminent attack gonna happen or so, but Aaron's appear, and, like, everyone's like, oh, shit, Aaron, who has the Coordinate Titan, who's who's the Coordinate Titan, we gotta capture him, but basically all the scout troopers appear. Literally, they want to take Aaron home because it's, like... He, it's like, they don't want him here and stuff. And then, like, Mikasa Mikasa's, like, guilty. It was, like, telling him, like, dude, you're killing women and children. This isn't you. Please stop. <laughs> just total massacre. But Aaron doesn't give a fuck. And they're fighting the Warhammer Titan. But the Warhammer Titan has this gimmick where it's able to, like, summon weapons or spikes out of the ground and shit. And, like, when they're fighting it, they realize, wait, why can't we, like, defeat it through the nape? And they realize it's just, like... Oh, it has a weird fucking, like, leash gimmick, and, like, the person's underground or so. <laughs> so they eventually find that person, rip it, but Rise right Aaron's about to eat that. the freaking jaw titan appears. But then freaking Le- homeboy Levy comes, and then, like, the freaking jaw titan realizes all the scouts are a total fucking badass. And it's like, holy fuck, these dudes are serious. Holy shit. Because they've been kind of just dealing with normal people or stuff. Yeah. They didn't realize how freaking gnarly the scouts are. <clears throat> and, like, they're fucking ziplining equipment and shit, yeah, too. Because, yeah. like, they're zipping through the city and they're just massacring everyone and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, they're very developed warriors. So when they're, like, he's fighting, he's a titan. He thinks he's total badass. Like, he's been going through freaking war fields with, like, mortars and people with machine guns and shit. And, like, he's been fucking kicking their ass. But these people who have been fighting Titans for a year realizes, oh, shit. And these people are a legit <laughs> fucking problem. And, like, he's meeting Le- – and he's, like, facing Levy face-to-face. And he's like, dude, I'm going to die. And, like, right after, like, yeah, that's when, like, kind of episodes end. So that's with episode, episode six. It started off with Lord Tybar. He's preparing to die. He dies. His sister is the Warhammer Titan. Eren fights his sister. All the scout troopers appear. Friggin' Sasha kills someone, and then there's like there's a little girl named Gabby who's uh, like a main character too. Friggin' she vows revenge to murder friggin' Sasha and stuff, and yeah, the weird CGI animation's kind of fucking trip. But yeah. friggin', I hope to God I was able to like catch up. People go watch it, and friggin' or just go read it or something. I totally fucked up and was totally long long winded, but hopefully you're caught up on the story because uh, no, there's I- a lot of this backstory. Of, like, the Beast Titan, the Armored Titan, and some other characters they don't want to bring in. But the, all the mm-hmm. main characters we've known have finally showed up in this episode six. Okay,
1: good. Yes. That's, good.
0: That's basically, like, if you like for you. So, yeah. And there's supposedly ten more episodes. It's a 16-episode season.
1: Yeah, it's the last so one. So if
0: you must need to go watch to kind of catch what's going on, because literally all the first, six, first five episodes was establishing more characters. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to, like, to continue on the story. And then also find out Aaron's become kind of disconnected or stuff, too. Whatever. And, like, yeah. That's episode six. I'll get reviews. Just kind of showing her Kind of curious to see where it goes on. It ends off right as, like, Levy appears. Like, well, shit, I'm ready to see Levy whip some ass. <laughs> I'm always down to watch him whip ass. Yeah, I love And I cool. know the ex- next episode, all the other, like, freaking Titans appear. The Beast Titan, Artillery... Titan appear and like you can see Levy's ready to fight the Beast Titan because the Beast
1: Titan friggin' That's the one like, that murked his squad years murked ago. Merked his
0: squad, his like loyal and best friend captain. Mm-hmm. And he has a total like bloodline It's like, dude, he's ready to murder the beast titan. And the beast titans in fear with him because like he might be this little dude that zips around and he's a giant beast who's able to keep his intelligence. But
1: Levy's really, really badass. Yes. Like he's the best human soldier on the planet. And yeah. He he he's murked more titans than anybody else. He's and like formidable. it's with the ease.
0: And so when the beast titan realizes how gnarly these people are, yeah. And then literally just establish that the scout troopers are way more badass than the marley troopers yes. themselves, because they have the ability to zip around and then be fighting titans all them lives. Mm-hmm. So when like the friggin' like as I said, the lo- when the jaw t- the person that has the jaw titans fighting it was like trying to fight him and stuff, he realizes that he is outclassed. In every way <laughs> and stuff, too. So, pretty chillin'. I hope in the next ep- next time we can talk about episode seven. Seven. And stuff, too. And kind of see where it develops. You know, also, a quick review. I also watched, like, the first two episodes of WandaVision around the same time, oh, how too. how is that? Once I, you know what fuck is the worst thing? Don't watch a show like Attack on Titan that spent three seasons to build <laughs> up their mystery yeah. and kind of eventually reveal answers. WandaVision is, like... Not as a good, it's like way faster pacing. Like, <laughs> they're doing like the comedy sitcom stick. but like the first episode was cool because there was a moment where there was like a weird glitch in the Matrix pause when they're hanging out with Kitty from freaking That 70s Show and some other guy. Like, I don't remember their character. Yeah. Not Red Foreman. He wasn't there, but Kitty, like the mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically freaking, there was a glitch in the Matrix and they're sitting there and like, they kind of feel like it's like there's something going on. But it no, but then it continued doing the sh- sitcom stick. But the next episode, a fucking random, like, item appears and, like, this doesn't seem normal. And, like, the curl, and the world's all, like, black and white and stuff, too. What's going on? And then, like, there's a freaking weird transmission on the radio. It's like, okay, you're trying to throw a, a lot. But I was also watching a show where their mystery pacing was going way longer. I was
1: going to say, you're, you're talking about Marvel. The only thing they paced well in their entire thing has been Thanos. Yeah. I mean, if we're being perfectly honest. Yeah, so two episodes. Maybe that, some of the Iron Man stuff, but that's about it. Because, like, yeah, there's a wacky shtick. It's like, why
0: is freaking, oh, God, Vision and Wanda? Scarlet I can't, Witch. Scarlet Witch. Because I don't know why to call it Wanda. Whatever. Yeah, Scarlet well, the real Witch. real name's Wanda, isn't it? Yeah, whatever. Those two characters were just kind of, like, figuring out, like, basically... They're kind of established. I guess they're in kind of like this weird world. They don't know what's going on with these two peeps and stuff, too. But, like, they're not making the, like, mystery smooth. Because when, like, mm-hmm. the second episode, there's a weird radio transmission, try to call them in and stuff. It's like, It's like, you could have done that, like, episode four.
1: Not a lot of slow build. Yeah. It's
0: fast-paced. I've been watching a lot of slow-build stuff, like Attack on <laughs> Titan. Yeah. I've been very patient with that mystery and development and stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was impatient where I was reading the wiki to see where the rest of the story goes on, but we're going
1: to continue with the show. Yeah. So, yeah. Now then,
0: my album w- reviews.
1: My, well, I was going to say really quick, my weekend was spent, just something little I did, uh, I've been reading this book called Queens of Animation, it's this book that was written a couple of years ago by this lady named uh, Nastasha Holt, she wrote this book called Rocket Girls, which was about the hidden history of women throughout NASA's history, and it's really neat because it's ta- it tells the story of these several key women figures in disney that were there from like you know snow white pretty much it, it takes place pretty much from that through jungle book you know walt's years and stuff and it's really uh it's really cool um there's um just hearing about these specific women and other women in the and the thing and you know the accomplishments they made cuz a lot of things about disney history have been recorded except i always felt like the women that walt hired and then eventually the uh uh, the black and other um, national nationality people that Walt hired, hasn't been nearly as do- well documented as it could have been. So this has been really neat. And some of them are name I recognize cause I'm a Disney mark there. And it's just really cool. Just hearing, you know, without going into specifics, taking up too much time, it's really neat. There it is one thing though. The author did say that, that she was trying to do research on these women and like, she couldn't find anything whatsoever, but I recently got some books in a different series called They Drew As They Please, which is like a seven-part volume series. I got the first two. And what they do is they select different artists and kind of give you their history and portfolio and how they contributed to the company. And in both books, they mention both women they—they oh, they have women that are literally the car- the women that you follow in the books, and I was just kind—I of, was joking with my dad. I'm like, they're there, although they probably came out with those books as she was researching for her book. But yeah, it's great. And the thing is, she also goes into like the technological achievements they made at the time with how they made movies and did shit. And since she's a science writer, she knows how to break that shit down so a dumbass like me can understand it. it it's a—it's a good book. It's a very interesting book. Well, I've been fucking
0: grinding away at that young book bu- young bucks books that you gave me. How like is that? literally each night, I'm like, all right, I'm not watching fucking random Simpson high friggin' short like weird Korean uploads of Simpson episodes, but like cut <laughs> up to like fit in a nine minute. You watch the Simpsons? Just, dude, that show's fucking classic, dude. <laughs> But fuck it, I just been watching random shit, but then I just realized dude, I'm just gonna just start like grinding away at this Young Bucks book, which is like I just made it through their first PWG run. Actually I just finished up reading their whole TNA run. How that was just a fucking disaster. Oh yeah. Isn't and that- they were just like hating themselves and told the press. But also how Okada was kind of a shy geek in the beginning, but then he kind of just clowned around. And like he also like went up to like went up to the Young Bucks and was like, dude, I don't want to blade the night and they were able to go up to Russo and convince like convince him to make okada not have to like blade that's cool stuff too but i just finished up like how they were paid like dog shit and freaking tna and they just asked for the release like literally they went on the like freaking twitter and like complained about it and then they went and talked up to bruce pritchard and shit and like bruce was all like being catty with them was like oh you guys just want to like it's like, they're just like, they're go- they are go up to Bruce, like, we would like to be like, push, it's like, we want to talk to you, Bruce, why? You want to get pushed more? Well, you would, if you know they to complain on Twitter. They get in a huge argument, it's like, Bruce, we want a release. So freaking, so freaking, yeah, no, they asked for the release, they got released, and they like, worked in TNA for like, 18 months or so, and now it's like, well, what the fuck do we do? <laughs> So now that's where the story I'm at in yeah. the young bucks' life. That's also, cool. like I have, like got to the point where they make Kenny
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: And like is like, yeah, so Kenny and like Tyler Black, aka also known as Seth Rollins, Seth are kind of like shy geeks. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, boisterous characters and stuff, but once they're like behind the camera and they're just
1: kind of regular guys. Regular like total
0: reserve regular geeks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the generation that's in yeah. wrestling right now.
0: Yeah, so basically, yeah, young. Bu- I'm at the point where young bucks are making no
1: money. All right, fucking. So yeah, the album reviews. Album reviews. You want to go first? Yeah, so I'm gonna tell you, was it chapter five? The gray or, chapter.
0: <laughs> album five, <laughs> the gray chapter. Yeah,
1: I think technically it's called point five. Well, for my the r- chapter. for my quick report review. This is
0: actually the best album I've listened so far. Really? Technically, this is the most, like, to me, felt like the most mature sorry. Like, almost seemed like every song except for, like, three were, like, super duper fucking catchy. Okay. Like, super duper fucking catchy. Like, they brought back what may kind of slipknot, the fucking bouncy new metal wrist. Oh, yeah, the that's fast back drumming, The fucking huge, freaking catchy-ass choruses. There's a point where I was like, dude, this is, like, catchy on the, like, fucking level as Five Figure Death Punch, uh, another band I could kind of don't give a fuck for, but they're super fucking catchy. Like, I'm listening to this like, fuck, this is actually the most easy listening. I'm not sitting here cringing at fucking bouncy new metal wrists and stuff. It's like, dude, it's the most mature writing. And like the album was so consistent. There's, there's, there's only like songs on there. There's only like two to like, there's like out of that fucking hour and 14 minutes, there's only like three songs that kind of like I felt like dropped in quality. Mm-hmm. There was a great consistency with this album, but I also feel like there wasn't no like starlet
1: songs out of the album. Like these legendary yeah. songs
0: like Psychosocial, Social,
1: Before I Forget. Yeah, that album's mostly forget about. Actually, I, as far as I know, I don't think they play anything off it.
0: Oh, who knows? I don't know what they fucking play. But I'm telling you, having to listen to these albums is not as a fan. This is the most like someone that isn't a fan. It, that's like it's friendly. It's honestly one of their biggest like critically acclaimed. Like I was looking up their yeah, it and stuff. is. So I, I'm telling you, it's like, fuck, this has like been one of the best listens I've listed out of Slipknot. It's kind
1: of contentious in the Slipknot fan base because you have your first album without Paul Gray and without Joey Jordison. And the fact of the matter is, is like they th- those two helped really define Slipknot as a band creatively. And Joey Jordison's obviously a very good drummer. So this is their first without them. And it's... Uh, you know they they uh, they threw they threw a lot of stuff at the wall with this one. It's um but here's
0: the thing: it's not like it's fucking weird and stuff too. They brought mm-hmm. back like the early sounding like freaking like the electronic bits and stuff. Yeah, a lot of that. But as I said like huge catchy choruses. It doesn't feel as fucking corny as like their sown sour shinestet. Yeah, and literally I looked up like who the fuck is this producer? And this guy was a fucking heavy hitter. It's like he's worked with huge huge fucking bands. Like, obviously, like, friggin' Slipknot has worked with, like, Rick Rubin on their third record.
1: Which, I, that story, Which if you looked up anything about it, they hated that experience.
0: I hear Rick Rubin's producing style is literally, he's just gonna sit there and he just makes them work. Sometimes there's hands-on producers that help mm-hmm. him, like, you know, structure and write songs and yeah. might help, like, freaking Rick like, Rubin
1: doesn't do and that. And also,
0: like, might be smart in music theory. Rick Rubin just sits there and he's like... I don't know if he works the engineering side, but he literally just goes like, all right. He just says yes or no if he likes the song or not, or like write better songs.
1: Normally what Rick Rubin does from other bands that have worked with him, because I guess Rick Rubin was going through some shit at that time. Rick Rubin, usually what he'll do is he'll hear the songs, and what he tries to do, because Smashing Pumpkins and like Slayer and other bands that have worked with him, he's about simplifying it, and not really... He, about making it catchy, but just kind of simplifying it and just making it more... Um, accessible I guess the word is or whatever and what he does is he has like four different sound engineers usually kind of like make their own mixes or whatever and then he'll judge and then he'll pick one of theirs that's his sound his sound engineers and he has one guy he goes through so he's a little involved he's a little involved with like songs and the writing and this and that but with this Slipknot one for whatever reason he wasn't fucking involved at all he showed up Recorded them, took the tracks, did some shit by himself, and then and, and 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 Corey Taylor was just like, "What the fuck is this?" So yeah, that's why they hate that album.
0: Yeah, like the third one or the fourth one. The third one, because third one's like the no, because ca- they-
1: that's the one with Rick Rubin. Yeah. But they walked out with huge hits off. The yeah, third they one. did. But apparently, just the process yeah. and the time spent was just not great. So yeah, Rick Rubin's a take it or leave it, or so. He's very take it or leave it with take me. it or leave it.
0: But it sounds like it's like oh, he's kind of lazy. It's like I think he just wants the artist to do the fucking mo- like the part. He doesn't want to like. It's hard to say just because I heard- some producers are just writing the songs for you. Because like
1: Black Crows worked with him when they were starting out, and apparently he tried to like change their whole image. And, like, name and stuff, too. And it's just like, what the fuck? But that's early days. That is early days, but still.
0: Yeah, and some people are, like,
1: complaining about his production being, like, kind of noisy and shit. Well, yeah, because, I mean, it's he literally puts out the... The only people that put out louder records are country producers, or whoever the fuck produced uh, Morning Glory by Oasis. Yeah. Oh, I think Rick Rubin's cool as shit for the most part. I used to think he's really cool, but I don't know. He's just lost a lot of... A lot of charm with bro. Me over it's the years. not the '90s, dude. He's had
0: a long career. <laughs> no, I and know. And music's very fucking like it wears down on you. No, I'm sure it does. Yes, but it's cool to see him at wrestling shows. Yeah, that big old beard of his. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, but like the fucking guy that got on like for free As I said, if if you're not a Slipknot fan, but music, but if you're kind of musically, if you're going in musically neutral and you kind of like more like fun, catchy shit, mm-hmm. this fucking album just had it. Okay, I felt cool. like this was like the best Slipknot.
1: I remember liking it, but if like it but not you're like a it.
0: Slipknot fan and like what makes you feel like what makes kind of like Slipknot Slipknot, this might not be it. But this this because this is kind of a mature Slipknot. But, yeah, this like if was... you want first record, second record, or even like the third or fourth. Yeah, that the Slipknot that came in was totally different, but, but this no, is also is. like years apart. And it's like I felt like they had more of the same with fucking five figure Death Punch than they did with fucking. Previous stuff, that too. That sounds about right, honestly. But this was the most easiest listening thing. If you... Like... You kind of have to be fans of, like, the other shit, what they were doing. So, kind of, really like them. Like, I don't like... Yeah. And I'm not a fan of Slipknot. But this was, like, literally... They don't even have to have the gimmick. If this was any other, <laughs> like, if this was any other band, it would just, like, hold weight on its own. Yeah. This is just good shit, but, like, I'll see what the next album was. Because I kept going, everyone going, it's like, oh, yeah, this album's lame. Sounds lame, and I'm like sitting like, dude, this is the most consistently catchy, the most smoothest songwriting, while still having that Slipknot for
1: creativity. That usually happens though when I listen to someone, when someone hypes something up. Sometimes I'm, overwh- I'm overwhelmed. I'm underwhelmed when someone tells me something sucks. Sometimes I'm overwhelmed, not overwhelmed, but sometimes I'm like, oh well, that's better than I thought. So that's that, that. was my reactions when I listened to uh, Metallica's Load and Saint Anger reloads, kind of whatever. But that's but even people that should talk the Black Album and Death Magnetic, people are you know the first four. Uh, is uh, People from Metallica are like, oh man, everything after and Justice For All sucks. And I'm just like, bro, there's some really good music here. What the fuck? So it's that kind of thing. Eh, yeah, I know.
0: But that's my album report. How about you? Since you so wanted to be, since you wanted something. I just thought it'd be fun. Well, what'd you think of the freaking legendary Conver- Jane Doe? Converges, converge
1: converges Jane Doe. I'm going to tell you all this right now. I wish I would have heard it when it came out because like i'm torn because when i listen to it I, I when i'm listening to it by by s- halfway through song two um, I'm, I'm hearing how like influential it's been on music and I'm like, no, and, and I'm like, no, like literally on for the last 20 years, how influential it's been on like hardcore music. Like I'm hearing this, right. And I'm hearing stuff like, like old screamo. I feel like bands like day to remember and like probably uh, full of hell and Dillinger escape planlessness. You know, I heard so much code orange kids in this. And I'm just like, you know, Attack on Tack listening to this fucking album, too. And well, it's a good sized band. And I'm and I'm not going to lie. I'm listening to this album and I literally hear moments where I'm like, this sounds brilliant. I didn't love it all, but I vibed with it like pretty hard. I, li- I, I listened to it twice because my first opinion on it. Well, I'm I sure it was not an unt- hour
0: and fifteen minutes, like the Slipknot record. Forty-five minutes
1: and some seconds. D'oh, that's that's fucking better was.
0: than an hour and fifteen. This stuff, that was fucking kind of bullshit. When like I, this was one of the more smoothest hour and fifteen minutes of like listening dealing with Slipknot. Uh huh. Because I'm not a fan, and I don't <laughs> like this album's not going to make me a fan. But like me dealing with the challenge, this now, has been you're, like
1: this. Like you're on your own with the new one. I haven't, I haven't made the time to listen to it yet, so I don't know what really it sounds oh, like.
0: Oh, we could do it together next time. Oh,
1: sure, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be fucking awesome because us
1: doing two different stuff and not being on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. It's just like not. But, but yeah, so I listened to it twice because my first opinion, I was kind of like. Well, I like it, but I was wondering, I'm like, how much of me liking it is me really liking it? Or like, I feel like I should like it. You know what I mean? So I listened to it again. And, you know, all I could say is, is like, I give it like props. I give it the maximum respect. And I think I like it. I don't think I love it. And it's my fault for not listening to it until now. And there wasn't any songs on it that Bro, I feel like... Bro, there's a
0: lot of fucking music in the world. That's what I mean.
1: I I feel there weren't any songs I could call weak or bad. The band pioneered a lot of shit, and I heard the fruits of their labels with other bands I listened to that took their ideas, expanded on them, probably did it better. No one duplicated it, though. No band sounds just like Converge, so they're a very unique. Are you sure? I hear Converge core bands all the time. Yeah, but and they I don't cringe. sound just like them. Okay. They don't sound and, and so I wanted to. Well, and, like there's bands that will
0: just try to rip off Converge. Yeah. But you gotta realize Converge is like the weird they I read that like they had a philosophy that like they want to have a band where they mix Slayer into Pesh mode. <laughs> and like freaking also I'll see that them sounds play, like fear Factory. I'll see them play shows and like freaking like the guitar player will be wearing a violent shirt. So
1: they listen to a lot of shit. And I think that's kind of, and I feel that when I listen to them, I feel like these guys listen to a lot of music and, and, and I wanted a, like a, a third opinion too. So I don't have a full review for it, but I listened to the first thing they have on Spotify, which I forget the name of it, but it's a split with like agoraphobic nosebleed. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh shit, agoraphobic nosebleed. I haven't listened to you forever, but I listened to their side of the split. And I'm just like, oh, OK, so they were always this crazy weird. I don't know. I kind of want to take the journey on them in my own time and listen to their stuff, because like I can't say I love Jane Doe, but I respect its contribution, acknowledge its brilliance because I really do think it is. And I can't say I'm a fan of the band yet, but I, 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 I vibe with it. So like, I don't know, eight out of 10. It, it was a really good album. You know, uh, none of the songs were bad. Fuck,
0: I'll give it, if we're doing, fu- oh, fuck, do I have to
1: do ratings on no, the No, we L's don't. Slipnot. I was just trying to summarize my thoughts. All right. I was just trying to summarize my thoughts, because I have a lot of opinions on it, but trying to simplify it. I like it, don't love it, but I respect it. I, I had a, I had a good time listening to it. Well,
0: next time, we will both have album reports on the sixth
1: Slipknot album. Yeah, um, you will never be one of us. I mean, we are not your kind. Whatever. <laughs> so yeah, play.
0: we'll be back with that, with on that one. So uh, now then,
1: Daisy, a love time. After
0: me failing to explain an Attack on, Attack on Titan and trying to make it realize because what I was like, oh yeah, so episode six was like, yeah, a dude got eaten by a, a fucking person that's able to transform into like a giant person, but then he had to fight a giant person, but then all his friends came and helped him fight that like giant person and also all these, all these freaking like nationalist people
1: you could try to just cut all that out and then splice that in there and just you know if you don't want the episode to be too long
0: or I could just put time stamps and let the people like that's true I could just do that and they can watch me fail and I'll also <laughs> put in the description that I feel hard trying to describe attack on Titan <laughs> but we'll be that we'll be back you feel hard? hopefully episode seven yes. And that Slipknot album. But know. now... Yes. Well, let's just... you. Want no, to say. I was just
1: going to say, I think long podcasts are cool as long as the personalities are cool and we're cool.
0: Oh, well, yes, you can watch me fucking fail. But <laughs> now yes. it's time for the main event. The main attraction. Daisy, of love episode two. All right. So the episodes... Well, if I was going to tell... if For anyone that's first time listeners to catch up, episode one was basically we meet... A cast of dudes as they try to like win the love of Miss Daisy De La Hoya, a great charismatic character from season two of Rock Love, and basically, from what I basic what I remember, there were two characters that got fucking death drunk and basically, <laughs> but they they were able to be saved. London and Weasel. Yes. So,
1: it, there were these Swedish triplets who got sent home. Yes,
0: this very gimmicky Swedish triplets. So we start off with the morning of 12-Pack, just hanging out and talking and stuff. Yeah. And I haven't don't have my notes up, so take this away from me, Edward.
1: Yeah, so after the recap and stuff, um, everyone's waking up. 12-Pack says there's a lot of dead weight in this uh, cast of dudes and stuff. And then he, like, lifts up a bed for no reason. Yeah, he's
0: just curling the bed, just <laughs> joking around. It's like, yeah, when Daisy sees these guns, she's going to go, wow. <laughs> well, all uh, the dude, like, he's the first to wake up. It's like, to, like, go back on a 12-pack. It's like, look at that. He goes to bed at a good time. He wakes up. He looks <laughs> nice and refreshed. Like, he's a veteran on these fucking, like, I know. VH1. I'm just like,
1: fuck, dude. I kind of vibe with 12-pack
0: yeah no everyone's kind of dead then we get weasel i remember if weasel wakes up and yes. he's cleaning up the house and stuff because he made a horrible first yeah impression. he's trying to
1: clean up and stuff and then like some other dudes come in but then like two seconds later everyone's like hey man let's get some shots yeah that's fox let's yeah fox is like let's get some shots and then they all start morning drinking great ricky comes in and, and to summarize he's basically like okay boys it's a show and tell. You have an hour to show... You have an hour to prepare and show Daisy something that is really you. And you can use these props behind me. They get... They all have a bunch of props that they can try to use to... Uh, to wow Daisy. Yeah. And like friggin' they're grabbing props and stuff. Most of the dudes are just
0: trying to come up with some stuff. And we have Flipper as he's sitting there and he's like, yeah, no, I'm gonna write a rap and
1: stuff. It's a like, rap diss track.
0: Yeah, it's like, I'm gonna write a rap. It's like... And one guy asked, him, was like, oh, I think it was Chi Chi who came up. It's mm-hmm. like, oh... What do you, it's like, you're writing a rap, it's about your love for Daisy? Nah, dude, it's gonna tell you how, like, freaking bad you guys are and stuff. <laughs> just point out your stuff. And, like, Chi-Chi's like, dude, man, that's freaking, yeah. like, not cool or something. That though, Flex whatever.
1: guy grabs a sex blow-up doll and draws a beard on it. He
0: draws a beard or, like, blood, like, stains and stuff, too? It's like, <clears> yeah, over his heart, yeah. Yeah, he's like, why are you drawing blood? Well, I just want to represent that it's dead, dead sexy, like how I am. <laughs> that's flex for you guys I don't
1: know I just I, cause, cause one of them says something I was writing my notes and I'm looking down then I hear one say that thing has a vagina and I'm like what the fuck I look up and he's got this sex doll and I'm just busting
0: yeah. So whatever. And then like, there's a point when Flipper says he's gonna write a rap and stuff. All the guys try to dogpile him to go grab his. Yeah, they try to hold him down. Yeah. But he like escapes out and he's like saying the stick, like, "What you guys try to fucking touch
1: me or something?" And six you freaking <laughs> perverts. And six packs like, six pack says, "Yeah, we can't." He's wearing some tight girly jeans. Yeah, that's why we can't even get that. No, he was wearing tight girly jeans. Okay, so then we go to the talent show and can I comment? This talent show looks dead. It's not a talent show. It's show and tell. Show and tell. This. They go this straight up looks like a porn setup. They have like they have like a big desk because Daisy's dressed up like a sexy teacher. She's sitting on it. There's yes. principal Ricky Rackman, a big fat blackboard. Yep. And all the dudes are having heat strokes. It's like, dude, once we
0: saw Daisy, like, dude, she's like the frickin' hottest teacher I've ever seen. And everyone's just <laughs> going like
1: <sighs> I, I have this quote from fox saying she looks so hot i was about to tell her to spank me with that ruler
0: and then we get a shot of daisy smacking a ruler on the table
1: <laughs> so the winner gets a date tomorrow
0: well daisy explains yeah that we're gonna get some winners and losers yes winners get dates
1: while some the super losers get detention and a punishment london says hey sometimes a punishment can be fun uh, okay, London. Okay, so uh, I've got them all in order. Do you want to start? Yeah, so first up we get Weasel. And like since he was like drink, supposed
0: to drink two bottles of Jack Daniel's the night prior, couldn't really like talk to Daisy and he felt like apologetic. He gave Daisy a gift, like this jewel flower thing. <laughs> and then he shows us a couple pictures. He f- tells us that like he lives his life full throttle. So he first shows us a picture of him doing a wheelie on a street bike. Then he shows a picture of him while he's saying, it's like, I also do motocross. And there's just a picture of him up in the air doing a motocross trick. But then he also said, then he also shows a picture, pictures like, yeah, i yeah, I live my life full throttle, but I've also broken my back. And there's just a picture yeah. of him in the hospital and Daisy's sitting there. It's like, wow, that's like so cool. And it's like, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think that's hot or scary.
1: (laughs) But that's Weasel, guys. Next is Fox. I don't know what... Fox gives her something, but it was censored. Well, here's the thing. You watch the censored on, like, YouTube. I watched it on
0: 2VTV. Okay. And, like, they had the curse and everything. And he gave Daisy a pink dildo. (laughs)
1: Yeah, he like comes up Marble Mouse. We don't know what the oh fuck he's saying. He's like, so I. He's he's trying to say, play it off like, well, I got you kind of like this joke as like this gift is a joke because it's kind of like a novelty gift. But I got this for you again. It's a total novelty. He's like saying that shit. And then basically, yeah, when he pulls out the dildo and like, there's the
0: real. Light, oh god, it's a dildo. And Rackman's just disgusted. Yeah. And like, freaking Daisy Center is like, I don't want to touch that. I don't know where that's been. And then he, it's gives- like, why not give that to, why not give that to Principal Ricky? And Rackman's like, dude, I have, n- I do not want to touch the dildo. <laughs> and then fun. there's a shot of Twelve Pack just howling
1: at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, great show on toe, guy. Okay, now, okay, now that I know that that's what it was, now I that, that that was really funny. So next up is Professor, and he, like, start, since
0: he's a teacher, he, like, starts writing stuff on the chalkboard, and he's like, you know what? I'm here to give a lesson plan in love. So, people, what is the objective for today? He tries to teach, and it's just television death. It's death TV. And, pa- and like, he just goes off, and, like, Daisy's like, all right, that's cool, I guess. And then we get a freaking talking head of 12 back sitting there. It's like, hey, if you want a lesson in love... What you got to do is just throw down that piece of chalk, go up to the, go up to her, rip off her shirt, and show her some love. And that there, I was like, say, well, that
1: is a lesson of hopefully consent or rape. <laughs> that is a lesson in sexual assault, my guy. That is a lesson. <laughs> in... Nope. That is a lesson of consent. Yes.
0: If she is consenting and wants you to rip off her shirt, that'd be hot. Yes. But if you do that, then that'd be considered rape. Yes. And sexual assault.
1: Dr. De- Dr. Danger Death Radio says no to rape. So to Professor's lesson, what we walk away with, we have learned a lesson in consent, <laughs> yeah. not a lesson in love. So next up comes London. He goes, it's really it's really cringe. He goes up there and he's like, well, my thing isn't ready yet because he was going to write her a song or something because he yeah, got he nervous. Yeah, he goes up to write a song. But he couldn't, because he was super hungover. Yes, and he says there's only, like, they ask him how long it is. He's like, well, it's only, like, two lines of lyrics. And apparently... One he came up with. And the other one is from fucking Daisy's MySpace page. (laughs) I'm like, what? And Daisy was not stoked. If
0: anything, she looked a little creeped out. <laughs> no, she's just more like, really? Come on, guy. I think you're super hot, but this is what you're giving me? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Daisy's like, then says, this, can, uh, like, this can't get any more, any more
1: worse. Oh, just wait.
0: But next is Flex. And he brings up the blow up doll that has the red spray paint. And he just says, there's like, this here is to show how beaten and worn I am and express all my love hardships. Which he didn't say it as good as I was. He kinda, <laughs> no, he didn't. He just kind of said stupid. It, you what, said it better. He was trying to use this shitty, like, sp- red spray-painted, like, supposed to be bloodied up, friggin' blow-up doll, and says, This is my love hardships. I've been through the ringer, man. But he didn't really say that well, and it was a fail, and Daisy
1: was just confused. I was confused. (laughs) Nexus twelve pack. Oh my! No, you want to talk about fucking cringe and confused? This buff motherfucker. He looks like the Miz if he just took roids. He comes up with a bouquet of dead roses. Supposedly, well, Daisy's like, is that a thing of dead roses? (laughs) I paused and laughed. I'm like, what the fuck? And then he says, "These roses signify my past." And then he like. Throws them into a trash can while the trash can also falls over and he just walks away with his head tilted down. I'm like What do you think you're being profound my guy? Do you think you're being symbolic and rich with nuance? No, that was weird. Yeah, well big buff man with bouquet of roses These dead roses They signify my past shut it in the awa- trash to represent away. a new beginning. <laughs> and I'm
0: like, but the uh, best part is that all this like symbolic ide- ideas just flies over Daisy's head, and she's like, "What? Yeah, that's what." <laughs> <laughs> it's just a total fail.
1: It's like she's not impressed and she wanted to be entertained. She keeps getting these weirdos trying to like Yeah, they're trying to either be serious or weird or romantic, but it's all just coming off as cringe and creepy. Next is the boy Big Rig. <laughs> Big Rig. I kinda like this dude
0: too. Yeah, Big Rig this comes up and he just like shows like this here is the greatest gift that God has ever given me. This is my son. oh. And just sitting there, it's like, oh, that's so cool. But Daisy doesn't it sure. It's like, I oh, don't know. I've never dated a guy that has had a kid before. I bet you haven't. She's also really, really young here. You got to remember that. How old is she? Like She, might, she might be mid-20s.
1: Fuck. She was our age? Maybe. Fuck. We might be older than her at Holy the time. Holy
0: shit. She was like early 20s when she tried to date Brett.
1: Ugh. Okay, so next was so next was the one I popped the most hype for. Cage showed off his goddamn championship belt. It's like, this is the first belt I won. It was a North America championship. I tried to recognize the belt. I tried to pause and read it and see if I could type in. I'm like, okay, is this a legit belt? Is this for a legit promotion? I couldn't find anything. It's most likely some indie MMA promotion that he got this belt from. I'm just... I, I, that promotion just had... Does that prestige or bury the belt that it's been on Daisy of Love? Well, Daisy buries the belt. It's like that belt's so big. How do how's you this, like? Sp- how's it supposed to hold up your pants?
0: Great Daisy, <laughs> thank you for like trashing <laughs> This dude's hard work to win like this belt. To it's show not he was, easy like, oh. to be a champion. <clears throat> yeah, no, Daisy don't know. But they don't give a fuck. Next
1: we get Brooklyn, 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 and he does a poem, and Daisy thought it was super sweet. Do you have it written? No. Daisy, it's not even real. Fine. Daisy, I am hypnotized by your... Hold oh, let me do my... You gotta do uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Come on, it's Fine. in the water. Hold oh, let me try that. Yo, hey, what's in the water? It's, it's in the water. You gotta you know, get the, the pizza. You gotta get the pizza at the corner 33rd and 45th. Yeah, okay. I'm okay, I know. Daisy, I am hypnotized by your true beauty. Your luscious lips and gorgeous hair is that of a true goddess. So it wasn't even a rhyme. It was a it was simp literature. Whatever Daisy thought it was super sweet. Then we see me cable guy, and he's just
0: ripping it on the sax. Yeah, and Then I'm just like, dude, yeah. And then Daisy's trying to like try to show in
1: rhythm with the sax playing, but she's off. <laughs> And Cable Guy was making me swoon. I'm weak for saxophones, like, dude. I'm like, Cable Guy,
0: why are you on this show, dude?
1: Leave all you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have talent. Yeah, you, you're actually kind of cool as fuck. This next one's a combo because... Yeah, they're they, just like edit cuts between these two. Between Sinister looking like Michael Jackson after the mid-90s, busting out dance moves, and then Toolbox doing some Chippendale male stripper well, dance he's an exotic dancer. shit. Yeah. And the best part is when Sinister finishes, because he spins around... Leans back, throws open his arms, and goes, ah! But they also threw a huge delay effect, so it just sounds <laughs> fat. He's just like, ah! ah, ah, ah.
0: That, was, that was cool. That Well, not even cool. That was funny. And then next is like, you know what? This the guy did a good job. Remember 6 gauge? Yes. The man that grabbed his penis and tells us he has a giant 6 gauge <laughs> like piercing in his penis. On his penis, yes. He's doing bartending. Yeah. And he's doing cheesy flirting while mixing up a drink. Hey, at least it man was Rackman he's like sitting there being disgusted by it. But like Daisy Center is like, "Oh wow." This drink is awesome. She loved like the whole bartending shtick.
1: Yeah, it was uh it was pink vodka, cause she wears pink, and cherry juice for those luscious lips. They keep mentioning her lips. I'm like Sorry, listeners, technical difficulties.
0: I was trying to, like, play around with something because, believe me, we got something special coming up, but not right at the second.
1: <coughs> I apologize for the cut, list. But, yeah, they keep bringing up her lips. I'm like, I don't know, bro, the lips. I don't know. I'm not saying they're her worst feature, but, like... Her lip injections? More, they look more They look more fake than the tits. Well,
0: they're lip injections.
1: I know. I don't, like, I don't like the way lip injections look, but, yeah. Well, maybe Daisy's not your kind of girl. Oh, good. But, Chi-Chi... Yeah, Chi and this is me, right? Yeah, Chichi, who in an inset promo is like, "I know I look like a badass with all these tattoos, but inside I'm a huge baby." I did never thought when I first saw you, I didn't think you look like a badass. You just look like a geek with
0: bad <laughs> tattoos. And then when you told us you're a big baby, you just like, dude, you're just proving my point.
1: <laughs> There's a difference between being a baby and being i like, I'm weenie. sure
0: you're a super, super nice dude.
1: A like, super cool dude. Look, there's a difference... But be- I'm not,
0: at times, not a super cool dude. And I will call you a geek when look, I see a
1: geek. Look, there's a difference between being a baby and being a weenie. And I think you thought he was a weenie. Well,
0: he's a big baby. And he so, reads an essay
1: about his life. Yeah, he, t- he basically, to summarize, he tells the story about how he realized how precious and short life is when his father passed away, apparently in his hands. And just this whole gripping thing, and like, the ca- the whole cast is in tears. Even Six Pack is like, yeah, man, props to the guy. That was some real deal stuff. But now... Now is Wayne stat... I mean, Flipper. Wait, hold He looked it. extra Wayne static
0: here. And he is now time for his rap. And Edward, did you write down his rap? I wrote down the entire fucking thing. Look. Alright, I got... I have a choice for you for some backing tracks. Okay. Now, what do you want? Do you want some old school hip
1: hop? Or do you want something I know you have the cadence to? I like old school hip hop, but what's the one that I have the cadence to? All right. So the choice is between
0: Notorious B.I.G.'s Hypnotize or Limp Bizkit's Rollin'. Which one do you think you have the better cadence to this rap? That you think you can okay, hit it on the beat? Okay, here's the B. thing,
1: though. The Limp Biscuit one suits Flipper more. <laughs> it's
0: so Limp Biscuit, it is. <laughs> so... All right, we'll see before before I turn off. We'll see if I get a stupid fucking ad. Nope.
1: <laughs> no disrespect to B, to Notorious Big. I liked do you. You think you
0: get? The, you think you my, got this?
1: My brothers always talk shit on Notorious Big because they were all, all Tupac boys. You ready for boys. rolling? Let's fucking all do right. it. All right, Edward. Yo, yo, check, check, one, two. Now, you going to do this before? Because
0: it doesn't just start off with, like, the chorus and then yeah, goes yeah, into yeah. the verse? Yeah, it does.
1: Yo, it's Eddie Trezon. No. With with Toxic Tyler on the beat. Let's up? go. This is Daisy of Love.
0: Daisy of Love. Daisy love. of Love. Daisy of Love. It's Daisy of Love.
1: It's Daisy of Love. Daisy of Love. Daisy of Yo yo if I keep doing stunts, i might get yeah, hurt! And get some bitches out to that toolbox, I'm not here for the bitches. Foxes in the rocks, I use a dork. 12-pack doesn't want Daisy, wants New York. Someone getting lunged in, ramp. He smells like a skunk, weasel to get Really, 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 really drunk Cage got a tattoo on his face Looking like McTyson, I'm worried Brooklyn gonna start Shootin' and slice him Big Riggs got an attitude he likes to push and shove That's a fucking rap on DAISY love And then do a backflip
0: <laughs> Do a backflip it's Daisy a love, Daisy,
1: Daisy of love. It's Daisy your love, Daisy you love. It's Daisy a love, it's Daisy your love. Daisy you love, It's Daisy you love. It's Daisy a love, <mechanisms> it's Daisy your love. Daisy your love, Jay Daisy you love. It's Daisy your love, it's Daisy your love. Daisy your love, Jay Daisy you love. Turn out way better. That was fucking t- you all Listen. I'm feeling it, man. I I felt something there. We could take this on the road. Well, you're already in a shitty band, so... (laughs) But that came out good, but I think... You actually did that rap,
0: like, you know, ten times better than Flipper did. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, you actually had a good groove and, like, rhythm. He just kind of, like accentuated the rhymes. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's like that. Ba- that's but like, it's just like you it's heard 12 packs. Yeah. yeah, you just heard 12 packs like, dude, this sounds
1: like a high school kid wrote this. He, used to say, he said like third grade. <laughs> yeah, like some third grader wrote this. That Well, that's like that That's like that shit that beginning rappers always do. It's that four by four bullshit where you accentuate the rhyme. I mean, and old school hip hop used to do that, but you made up for it with charisma and flow,
0: Yeah, but even, which
1: Flipper did not have.
0: Yeah, and he also didn't have the four four beat to kind of hey, go man, with it. He's I,
1: just, just kind of saying a shitty rhyme. Shout out to Wu Tang and Eric B and Rakim. That was for you, Daisy. A love, that da- Daisy. A love, it's da- Daisy. A love, Daisy. A love. I wish we had more excuses to do that shit. No.
0: Well, too bad. This is the only time we got some cringy dude that writes a bad rap. But you know what? I think we since we couldn't really discuss this rap and like kind of go play by play. What's what's just, just you told us the rap, how it is not with the beat just like read us the lines yes yes so first was like hey yo yo
1: yo if I keep doing stunts I might get hurt and get some stitches unlike toolbox I'm not here for the bitches Ooh. Because Mr. Toolbox in
0: episode one, he was excited and he d- d- got drunk and like said, like in the party house, it's like, yo, where are the bitches at? And then we also had a crew of people, was like, mm, bitches, what a British man, What's a brutish name. We're here to win the heart of Daisy De La Hoya,
1: but this <laughs> man here just wants bitches. De La Hoya. De La Hoya. Fox isn't a rock star, he's a dork. Clearly, a reference to Ed and no. Well, okay.
0: Fox is kind of a dork, not going to really lie. Really quick. Like you... a
1: super pretty dork that can, like, that has great hair. Really quick. Speaking of Ed and Nett, have you seen that meme of where someone animated Ed to sing in that old 80s ballad, uh, uh, Your Love by the Outfield? I have not. I'll have to show you that later. 12 um, Pack doesn't want Daisy. He wants New York. Hey, 12 Pack's the journeyman veteran for the h one Dude, he, I told you, he shows. came into the show with prestige and history. Oh man, someone get London deodorant, he smells like a skunk, and London's like, that's all you got? I shower regularly, man. (laughs) Uh, Weasel likes to get really, 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 really drunk. He only said four reallys, but I had to extend it for the rap. Yeah. Um, Cage has a tattoo on his face like Mike Tyson. I mean, to be honest, if you have a face tattoo, (laughs) you're going to get called Mike Tyson. It's like, are these even good disses? They're not even disses, they're just observational facts. These are just Well no, there's the London needs deodorant, he stinks Yeah, but that's but like, about it. Yeah, like but he's like sinner's like, oh I'm
0: gonna this is all gonna like unravel and Daisy's just not I'm gonna look at you guys. He was see. like,
1: he 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 was basically like I'm gonna bury he didn't say this. He's like, I'm gonna bury you guys. Uh, I'm worried Brooklyn's gonna start shooting and slicing. I'm like, okay, because okay. I what, look at New- Brooklyn, and
0: he does not look like he's the violent type.
1: No, he doesn't. He looks like
0: a fucking geek, like a geek motherfucker. <laughs> now I could be very wrong. He could be in the fucking mafia and be beating the shit out of people. <laughs> but this, but we, what we have seen of it? Brooklyn is he's a total fucking geek.
1: Yes. Um, Big Rig's got an attitude He likes to push and shove I guess he hasn't been that confrontational Not that we know of and like,
0: uh, th- Not that it's been presented If anything he's been kind of super chill and humble He's the most reserved guy out of all of them
1: Yeah And uh, that's a motherfucking rap on Daisy of Love Which is to signify That he displayed for us a rap Upon the television show Daisy of Love Yeah And
0: you were able to freaking rap that To freaking
1: Limp biscuit. I don't know if I should feel accomplished or sick with myself, but I, I I'm I'm pretty high that we were able to do that first take. So you know what? I'm letting me have Man, that little victory. That's why I said this
0: like, hey, here's a song with a great beat, or here's a song with not as
1: a great beat, but you know the cadence very well. Yes, that's a good song. I, I could. I, it's I, because I
0: could, of Undertaker.
1: It's partially because that. I legit I mean, uh, the fuck the song. up this
0: review dog i'm so fucking pissed the one time i want to go listen to freaking joe rogan's podcast that isn't alex Jones saying globalist and like intergalactic <sighs> perverted vampire. vampires he
1: wants that whole four-hour stream yeah but there's supposed to
0: be another two hour three hour one not too long ago but bro he talked to the undertaker and the clips are like the best shit it's like dude i want to listen to fucking undertaker talk you're gonna hate me but i've been like such a fan for undertaker now since he's like able to talk about his
1: life and it's like the most interesting shit why would i hate you for that i've been waiting for him to talk about his life he doesn't do that yeah he's- well you
0: can listen for him for two and a half hours but when i went on spotify the final episode there was like you pull up the joe rogan experience podcast and there's nothing there when i pulled it up i was like what the fuck is it on youtube I you can find clips you can find clips of Taker breaking into the, bi- like, there's a good 15-minute clip of him starting wrestling and stuff, too. Getting to the point where, his, like, one of his first proper professional matches, he wrestled Bruiser Brody. And, like, since he was nervous and accidentally stiffed Brody, Brody just beat the shit out of him.
1: <laughs> oh, and then he, like,
0: went up and apologized. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm so nervous and stuff. But, like, yeah, he was telling that story. It's like, dude, it's so interesting and stuff
1: no I've been waiting there's so much about him I don't know I've been waiting for him to break character and talk that was that dude, was. dude like, his th- interviews
0: are so fun like <clears throat> dude you can go watch his
1: hot ones Yeah, that no, one was not- like
0: entertaining as fuck no
1: I've seen like most of the interviews he's done I love him I can't get enough even when they ask the same questions I can't get enough of him dude it's like dude fuck I love Mark and Calloway. the one time
0: I wanted to fucking like watch it, listen to Joe Rogan since I try to avoid that because I'm like every plebe listens to Joe Rogan
1: is that the only reason why you avoid
0: it yeah but he also has a lot of different content doesn't
1: that make you a hipster or a contrarian,
0: sure, <laughs> but like him talking to Undertaker, it's like, Fuck, this actually looks really interesting. And then the clips you hear, it's like, Dude, Undertaker is such a fun interview, too. Yeah,
1: he's great. I love Mark Calloway,
0: yeah, fuck dude. And it's like, But I can't listen to, or at least the day I pulled it up, I don't know, I could try to pull it up now, but sorry, we could talk about how awesome Undertaker's interview is. Fuck it, next episode, we're going to do a report on oh Undertaker's my fucking interview. God. We're just stacking
1: content on stacking content. Killing with content.
0: Yeah, so after Flipper's, like, bad rap, not as London's, done as well as, like, Edward. <laughs> London Daisy said, just, the, yeah, yeah. Here, say what London said.
1: London said the rap was terrible. That's what he said. He was like, the rap was terrible. It bombed. Everybody hates well, it. And sounds da- good to look biscuit? <laughs> and Daisy said, that rap was kind of meat. She was like, I don't know what to think about but... It's kind of mean. I'm like, bro, these softies are And like and like these are my boys. It's
0: like look at that. Daisy cares for these dudes. Yeah, I'm like, and Brad like Michaels. this weird aggro geek just freaking like just like does this and like Daisy's like already It's like, all right, I'm not sure about this flipper guy. Yeah. So the six so Daisy calls six people to stay behind. We get Fox, Chi Chi, Weasel, Six Gauge,
1: Flex, and
0: London. And so basically, <clears throat> for the peeps that get gold stars for doing a awesome job and detention for doing a bad job. Bad job. So, who's the
1: first to get a gold star, my dude? Chi Chi. And then it was six gauge. And then she gives it to Wa 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 Weasel and then everyone else. Because he got was a good
0: boy slips. and gave her a, like a gift in forgiveness. Yes. But the detention slips. So the first one is Fox, because why? He gave Daisy a fucking dildo from who knows where that came from. I don't want to know. Flex with a bad
1: presentation and a sex doll. Yeah. And London for basically stealing her horrible lyrics off MySpace. (laughs) I really wish I could try to find what those lyrics were. So what was their punishments, my dude? So she talks to everyone and she says, boys. Well, actually, it was funny because she was going to be like, boys. Even though I'm a sweet innocent girl, and then fucking Ricky Rackman, who's sitting next to her, just starts laughing. We all cringe <laughs> every time. Like, I'm a sweet innocent girl. It's like you know, what? you come off uh, come off as socially
0: awkward and like totally like freaking like shy and stuff. But I have a feeling you get the fuck. Down. We know you have a fucking drug problem. Yes, you're not innocent. Yeah, you suck Brett's dick.
1: <laughs> but yeah. implied
0: you suck Brett Michael's penis.
1: But yeah, when but yeah when uh, when Rack when Ricky laughed at that, I'm like, you know what? I, th- I think I see where you're coming from. He's c- I'm kind of coming around to him. Um, so the a slip, guys. Their punishment is to lap dance for three of my friends, she says. And, and like, the best- oh, fuck, yeah, that sounds cool. And the best dancer basically gets to be the third wheel on the date. Or basically he joins along in the date. Yes. So then she brings out her three friends. These very golden girls, lady- these golden girl They're ladies. they so old. She brings out these three grandmas. I forgot to get their name. I thought I know there was like Peggy. Eh, whatever. They bring out three grandmas for the bad boys to do lap dances. Dude, to. the entire cast of dudes is fucking losing their minds. Because they
0: realize, ah! It's like they have to do lap dances, and it's like, oh, lap dances? That doesn't sound like a punishment. Sister's like, that and, sounds
1: like a gift.
0: Yeah, and they have to see the old ladies, and the dudes are just howling because it's like,
1: ah, you gotta do lap dances for these old ladies. So as someone who has wait, you've never done lap dances. I don't know why I asked that. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna ask, as a You've been to raves, so as a professional dancer...
0: Yeah, sure. How would
1: you rate these three dancers? Well, fuck! Wait, you've seen all the Magic Mike movies, right? No, I have not. Damn it! Kevin Nash is in them. You didn't <laughs> want to see Kevin Nash fucking... Yeah, so I want to watch a very depressed Kevin Nash. <laughs> yeah, that's great!
0: Fuck. Yeah, just Kevin Nash just so what Love. We'll watch Magic Mike. We can watch sad, sad pretty boys sass oh, pretty boys with with like six percent mo-
1: like body fat six <laughs> percent body fat that's right and matthew
0: mcconaughey oh yeah
1: matthew mcconaughey's in the movie yeah,
0: he's not with abs but he's just kind of mcconaughey and like tricks like the mcconaughey so oh, yeah. my mom but i'm mostly there for dude, i'll be there for kevin nash oh uh, that's that's. i gotta re- see big sexy who's a <laughs> fucking like log of a person Yes, and he has to do s- freaking sexy strip tease moves I'm like, bro, have you seen him in
1: WCW? He just lumbers over and power bombs people. And that's when he was young. Remember in TNA? Dude, he's, he's... blown on his knees like, what, six times? Remember remember in 2011 when he wrestled like AJ Styles in TNA? And he was like a brick. And then like a year later, he wrestles fucking CM Punk. And he like blew out his quad wrestling CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, these dances. How so, they, yeah, <laughs> so
0: the freaking magic Dollar Store Magic Mike crew, Fox Flex, and London are dancing for these ladies. And basically, London's the one that's, like, getting into it the most. Spoiler alert, guys. London wins. Yeah. Like... Fo- like, Fox is just sitting there wearing shades and shit and doing stuff. And, like, Flex is just trying to, like, show off his hot bod. Yeah. But London's, like, pulling out, gimmick- pulling out gimmicks. He's wrapping his freaking jacket around the lady. He's the first one to engage his ass to a vagina. Oh, dude, he-, he was he was going ham. Yeah, and, like, the dude's suit follow. But, yeah, no. London was able to show the most charisma with the lap dances. And, basically, Daisy chose him out of the other guys. And, like, you get Flex just sad. It's like, dude, I'm like, what? I'm, like, buff and pretty. But this guy wins it through. Shame, 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 shame. <laughs> and yeah, the grandmas were stoked and shit. And- one of them
1: literally said in in a uh, reaction to I think London, she was like, "Wow, what a hottie!" Wow, what a hottie! I'm like, you know what? Those guys and then, like, had I like one some lady fun. was
0: like sitting there, was like, "Ooh, I got a little warm down there." I was able to get a little warm down there. It's like, <laughs> well, it seems like the hot dudes were able to do a good job. Good for the good for the ladies so uh, so the dudes are kicking back after the challenge in the backyard and stuff you know doing drinks and stuff because as I've found out over time when you're doing these rowdy TV shows they take away any sense of entertainment or information there's no, I doubt any books any like there's no TV. No internet access or anything. You're just on an island with nothing. Yes. So and you, all you could do is sit there is either work out or drink. Yes. And maybe play
1: the instruments and stuff. You know, the thing, you know, the interesting thing is, is that because uh, Flipper comes up and starts shit. The interesting thing here is that unlike like the two Brett Michael seasons, this cast of dude seems pretty chill for the most part. I mean, there's drama and stuff that happens, but like... Now they're all just chilling and vibing with each other. Well, yeah, so basically, they're all just chilling and stuff, and, like, th- like
0: they're all hanging out, and they're just burying Flipper because, you know, be- Flipper was trying to bury them with his yeah, rap and Flipper stuff. Yeah, Flipper was a fucking But, like, geek. Flipper appears, and, like, awkwardly, it's like, oh, we don't want to, like, get too weird. So they all kind of shut up, but then Flipper is just trying to sit there, appears, and he's like, well, what were you guys talking about? You guys talking about me and stuff? Of course you guys be talking about me. How I put it was, they're burying Flipper in his rap. Flipper appears... And after hearing them go silent, he tries
1: to place his masculinity. And then, like, out of anyone, he starts verbally attacking Cable Guy. And I, and it's because uh, the other guys comment on it. Uh, Cable Guy's the most, like, mellow, mild man out of all of them, so they felt like he was picking on the weakest one.
0: Yeah, well, he thinks think it's the weakest one, because all the other, like, freaking, like, big buff dudes, he's like, of <clears throat> course he's, it's like, he goes after Cable Guy, some dude's just chilling and hanging out, not causing any problems, out of all of us, like, bigger dudes that we know we could whip his ass. Yes. So, like, Flipper's just trying to, like, get in the Cable Guy's face, and he's just, like, trying to tell him, punch me! come on, punch me. That's, and Cable yeah. Guy's like, dude, I'm not gonna do that, man. Stop it. And then Flipper smashes a bottle over his head. Big slash. And he's just like, just like, got a freaking like... Hit me, you little well, bitch! Yeah, he's just got blood just all out down his face. Like, there's even blood that gets on his lips and when he said, hit me a little bitch, he like spat blood in freaking Cable Guy's face. Yeah, that was and gross. i was like, dude, I just, yeah, he smashes a bottle over his head and he tries to get super aggro. And then Flipper then just pushes Cable Guy. But then Cable Guy's like, well, you're gonna push me fine then cable guy was ready to throw hands but then flipper starts backing up yeah he goes heads off and he's hiding all the big dudes trying to like not have a fist fight go to go down and the best way to put this was let's see if you get the reference but hi i'm troy mcclure and billy here today we have a lesson in fragile masculinity
1: (laughs) oh shit i almost fell out of my chair (laughs) That's Say, pretty good. One of the best part. One of the speaking of that Hi, fragile. I'm Troy
0: McClure here today,
1: <laughs> and like
0: Troy, Troy, what's ma- fragile masculinity? Why little Billy? Here, watch a clip of Mister of Crazy Mike, aka Flipper from Daisy of Love. Look this, at this man.
1: Speaking of which, as he's backing away, he like moons everybody, and one guy, and one, and guy, then he like whips out his dick, but like <laughs> yeah. hides his dick in his hand, but it's like. Yeah, Because one of them's like, this man just showed his ass to a bunch of guys. And he turned around and was like, what well, you want to see my fucking dick too? And he pulls his dick out was like, huh? It's like, fuck all y'all. Fuck I'm like, what it. are you? Uh- and then he's he's in the inset promo. And you people can't see me. James can He's like all weird and spazed. Spurt- and like spaz- now and he's like, I just knew I had to get out of there like really quick. It was weird. Really quick. And then he goes to talk. And then he's so like, he like. Well, first then he's trying could... to be like a badass, right? Because then he goes into the bathroom. Cleans he's like, himself up. And he's, and he's looking at his cut. He's like, oh, that's not bad at all. Oh, that's oh, that's not. I'm like, bro, you were literally bleeding like a stuffed pig. So then he then seeks audience with Miss Daisy Dettahoyle.
0: And he like basically goes into Daisy's room and basically he starts talking to Daisy's like, you know what? You're like super duper hot and I don't feel like I really need to like do all these challenges and stuff. And like Daisy's like, well, why not? And stuff too. And basically he's like just like sitting there kind of being aggro and just like sitting there. He's like, like, you might as well just pick me. All these other dudes are perverts and stuff. And Daisy's just like trying to tell him it's like dude it's got his challenges but he's also then starts insulting her and stuff yeah daisy just sits there's like well if you're gonna be like that dude just get the fuck out of here and then
1: he fucking flips her off
0: yeah and he was like well yeah well fuck you and then he basically just wants to leave asap and like he literally packs his bags yes out of the out out of him like first deciding to Diss everyone with a rap to try to win over Daisy. Fails mm-hmm. at that. Yeah. Then tries to start a fight. And when he fight, like, when, he, like, the dude's ready to fight him, and he, he b- backs away. He
1: backs out.
0: Then he goes up to Daisy. That just try to, like, continue. He's like, dude, just pick me. Don't even bother with the other guys. But Daisy's just sitting there. like, how do you know and stuff, too? It's like, yeah, it's like, they your all a fair chance. And then he starts insulting the lady that they're trying to win the romance for and then basically he packs up his shit and leave because he realizes everyone hates him now and it's like they, that he didn't realize he like um, he made everyone hate him so in return he did like so just like the weird fragile masculine man he was he <laughs> decided to leave well fuck yeah i just wrote down with this fragile masculinity and a fight or flight survival nature he leaves the show
1: He packs his bags, and he goes the fuck away. I'm like, what a fucking bitch. Like, this
0: conflicts me.
1: We can call him a bitch, but at the same time... He wasn't wrong.
0: At the same time, he left the show. And I'm like, anyone that leaves the show is, like, on, like, their... Like, that actually intentionally leaves the show on their own, like, decision is, like, kind of a smart person in my eyes. Yeah? Why the fuck would you want to be there? He did point
1: out, logically, everyone did hate him, so...
0: Yeah, but he, like real but he also felt like they hated him like just him thinking he's awesome but it's like no dude he pissed everyone off. Yes. But the best but the best line came yes. out of it was fuck everything. Fuck, fuck these Day- guys. Yes. Fuck Daisy and, and fuck, fuck Daisy, Daisy of Love. And I'm just like he's trying to save face but whatever. He leaves yeah. the show.
1: But, like, supposing he lost some lime green shoes. Big ass, bright municipal waste, lime green.
0: Yes. And,
1: like, Big Rick finds them and he starts peeing in them. He says, Six Gauge says that they became a pissing ornament. Yep. That was, and I'm like, bro, these guys feel like a bunch of bros. They're like pissing in this and then they tell Cable Guy what happened, and he's like, man, after all that, he, 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 he bitched out, and yeah, no, it was kind of funny just watching them be bros as they're pissing in his <laughs> shoes, because Big Rick pisses at him, and it's, just, it's like, hey, fill it up halfway, because I won't finish them off. I like <laughs> these guys. I thought I'd hate all these guys. I like these guys. So, but now Brooklyn, all drunken stuff, makes a phone call oh, fuck to
0: presumably me. his girlfriend. You want to talk about him being a geek? Yeah, no. This guy starts talking to this lady, and he's just sitting there. And he's like, "Yeah, man, I'm on the show." And he's like, "You're," and she's like, "What? You're on the show?" Because she just has she hasn't heard from him in a minute. And he's like, "What? You're on the show?" And she's just sitting there and he's like, "If you make out with anyone, our relationship's over." And stuff, too. And Brooklyn's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down, baby. Calm down. He's, like, on the phone talking, trying to calm her down. And <laughs> Flex just appears right behind him out of nowhere, just brushing his teeth without <laughs> a shirt. Like, a, just a creep, just listening on. Well, yeah. this drunk, weird, like, looking dude just trying to have a phone call with who knows what. And basically, they crash out. But then, like, throughout the night, apparently. Brooklyn's- Brooklyn's apparently girlfriend keeps calling the phone and every time someone picks it up, she's sitting there and is like, hey, Chris has a girlfriend and stuff too. And like, they're just trying to do like edit clip where a bunch of dudes are picking up the phone like at different times of night and we just hear the same...
1: Yeah, it's literally the same clip said the exact same Chris has a girlfriend. Chris has a girlfriend. So apparently she calls from between 12 to 5 a.m., which I guess, you know what, in New York? She's three hours ahead. That means she was calling from 3 a.m. to 8 a.m. And I'm assuming this is real. Assuming this is real. Lady. Life is short. Life is precious. You don't need to waste five hours. You know, assuming this is real, I'm like, why is there even drama? Fuck that. Fuck that lady. Maybe Chris or Brooklyn made the right choice. Someone's a geek. And I'm just going to presume it's Brooklyn. The best thing we came out of it
0: is Flex just randomly being a creepy person. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah.
0: That's like, what is going on? Why didn't would you one do of that?
1: A, didn't one of them pretend it, or one of them wasn't yeah, actually was like her producer? Yeah. Flex came yeah. up and
0: was like, hey, this is the producer. You shouldn't be calling. Chris has a girlfriend. <laughs> well, it's daytime and now it's time for the date. And the peeps are off to the beach to go surfing.
1: Or as Daisy says, reenact Baywatch. Daisy's just trying to crack a joke. Yes. So yeah, they I, get yeah the guys getting their wetsuits and then Daisy's just wearing a very tiny bikini because quote unquote this bikini's too cute to cover up. I'm like this bikini's sure. too
0: cute to cover up in a wetsuit. And then like, sure. And then like basically all the dudes run off into the ocean, but little sweetheart Chi-Chi is helping Daisy carry her like pink giant surfboard.
1: The board's into the water. so big. I mean, Grant she's like what four foot twelve, but like. Bro, this surfboard is like the size of two daisies. Hey, I could tell you right now, if I was there, all these dudes would look like fucking geeks. Well, yeah, none of them have surfed before. One, let me, who's here? Chi-Chi's from somewhere else, but then- He's from Chicago. He's from Chicago. Weasel's from Philadelphia. And who's the other guy in London? He's from- uh, New um, York. He's from New York. They don't have beaches. They don't have real beaches. Yeah. The best beaches are in California or probably Hawaii. Well, the New Jersey has surf. Well, I hear...
0: Yeah. Whatever. But we have better surf. Well, I just wrote down. I was like, you know what? They look like they're having total... They're having a lot of fun just dorking around and yeah. like one to maybe two feet of like swell and stuff. And you see Daisy eat shit and stuff. That was you funny. You see the silicone boob, like tiny blonde lady on a surfboard and get flipped over <laughs> on a wave and stuff too. But Chi-Chi is like the like, one that supposedly has enough like balance and stuff to like kind of stand up on the board.
1: I'm not going to lie. Watching them surf kind of made me want to go to the beach. I yeah, love no, going to the beach. Yeah, they're just totally having fun and shit so and... so the drama and the date comes because there's always drama at the date so it's lunchtime yeah um the drama starts where they're after surfing they're trying to talk and they the way they have it cut is apparently weasel just keeps asking hey can we get some whiskey can we get uh, some beer can, uh,
0: can we get some whiskey some beer Because like yeah weasel wants to just like kick back and drink and party so
1: chi chi so so daisy's like he I just want... wants to get loaded so. <laughs> daisy wants some um, one-on-one time Oh, with Chi-Chi specifically, so they go off and chill for a bit. She asks him, "So, what kind of girls are you into?" And chi says, "says He likes platinum bo- blondes with big boobs." And- it's like, Dude, I like them like platinum blonde, like five
0: foot with big, big boobs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. He's like sin like, "Oh man, I'm like always nervous and stuff. So don't worry, Chi-Chi, I'm a little nervous too." Yeah, It's like what kind of girls? Just like, do I like them like platinum blonde, like five foot, like big boobs, like. Wow, great
1: selection, dude. Oh, yeah, real real good taste. Great taste, dude. So so then they kiss. Then she talks to Weasel, and apparently, assuming that this is real and meant to be taken as absolute canon, at some point in his life, homeboy Weasel apparently did optical eye surgery, but he got bored of it? He wasn't yeah, optical eye surgery technician. Listen, I understand... Sometimes your your job gets stale. It loses its charm. But, bro, how do you get bored of that kind of money? Now he says he just fixes stuff up because in his he's garage. Old, dude,
0: he's old enough to where he's made enough money where he could just kick back on his boat and, like, build work <clears throat> on his drag racers.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what he said he wants to do. I'm like, what, is this fucking James? Just, seriously, <laughs> just real, Just geez. take off the boat and replace it with, with drums.
0: Uh, sorry, listeners. We have to do a quick technical-like thing real quick. So just excuse the pause break and we're back decided to suggest some things but all right where were we
1: yeah so um yeah uh, he he basically just is just like you know yeah now you know i just want enough money to be able to just go on my boat and party and daisy's like well is that all he wants to do i'm like yeah i think that's all he wants to do i think he just wants to do that he just wants to chill and chill that's all he wants to do so um then they're in the car home and then she says she wants some dirt Oh, she pulled a Brett. She pulled a Brett. All right. And now, they, tell uh, me the dart. They, they they, they, basically tell her, you know. That uh, Brooklyn yeah, called the lady, called called lady. And that she kept on calling all night. So Brooklyn the whole night. might have a girlfriend. Which, like, I don't mean to sound old-fashioned. I feel kind of weird if uh, someone I'm dating was just calling up their ex. So well, I, you're. Uh, I hope
0: to God you're not a fucking weirdo like fucking Brooklyn, who would like <laughs> fucking do such a stupid fucking thing. No, no. Liquor must. Uh, he must be drinking some magic juice to make him do such a weird fucking thing,
1: <laughs> for realsies. So when they get back home, um, what's her name? Daisy actually like tries to pull Brooklyn aside. See, I liked how this episode was paced because the date was probably just long enough, and it the show actually feels like it's making an effort to actually have Daisy and us, the viewers, sort of bond with these guys because two episodes in, I already know this cast of characters better than I did season two of Rock of Love. Oh, fuck. So I think Daisy of Love is actually the better show. Than season two of Rock of Love. And the Bret Michaels love cinematic universe. Yeah, and the Bret Michaels cinematic universe. Daisy's the better show. Although, I don't know. Uh, compared to season two. I don't when When 12-pack gets in here, technically, that means I love New York and I love Money's canon, too. Then you got Flavor School, and, cool. and the VH1 love reality <laughs> cinematic <laughs> universe. <laughs> the VH1 CU. And the VH1 CU. <laughs> So give me a recurring character in twelve pack. <laughs> oh my diaphragm. <laughs> okay, so she pulls Brooks the cinematic universe ever. Yeah, I'm, t- <laughs> I'm telling you, it's great. It, it's it it's better than the one they tried to start with Tom Cruise in that mummy remake remember that one you watched? Yeah. Oh, no. They were supposed to bring back Creature from the Black Lagoon. They were supposed to bring back... They were supposed to do a new Dracula. They were going to like bring back all those classic universal picture monsters. But that Tom Cruise movie sucked, so it never went anywhere. Okay. So she talks to Brooklyn. 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 And he... And uh, let's see, hold on, I'm trying to Whatever okay. she talks so to he, Brooklyn so he, and, he, and Brooklyn admits he that sh- he talked to his ex Because he night. just wanted to say hi and that she was apparently upset that he was coming on the show. And Daisy actually relates this to her own thing because with Charles. Because
0: of Mr. Charles the soy boy that threatened. soy
1: boy gates
0: soy boy gates the man that threatened Brett michael's Michael masculinity.
1: masculinity so many threatened masculinities in the in the vh1cu man it's...
0: the vh1cu
1: <laughs> so yeah
0: you remember that time when brooklyn was able brooklyn <laughs> <laughs>
1: The VH1 The one time when
0: Soy Boy Ch- said Sinis- Soy- Sinis- Soy- Sinis- Soy- <laughs> Soy- Gates Soy Was Mr. It- Gates? Soy <laughs> Gates Was it when <laughs> <laughs> Brett, and- Brett Michael and Masculinity And the David Busters Remember <laughs> such previous <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Oh fuck.
1: <coughs> oh man. <coughs> Oh my throat, my diaphragm, my lungs. Okay, so, yeah. So basically, Brooklyn apologizes, and Daisy's like, "Okay, I've been there." Yeah. Hopefully, you're telling the truth. If yes. not, his ass is grass. So basically, all I can tell you next is she tries to talk to Professor, and he's like telling her about him, and she is just bored as fuck.
0: Yeah. I don't know how do I, What's the best way to put? It? Professor's like saying that he isn't used. To, like, you know, trying to be in an aggressive setting and kind of, like, throw him out there and also compete with other dudes. He's kind of used to, like, ladies coming up with him mm-hmm. and stuff, too. He's a good-looking guy. So, he's, like, kind of reserved dude. And, basically, Daisy's just sitting there kind of bored because this man has the same amount of charisma as freaking wallpaper. Yeah. Actually, no, let me rephrase that. As fucking... God damn it, I can't fucking think of it right wet now. Wet paint? Not wet paint drywall yes that's what i was thinking of drywall yes okay mr professor here
1: <laughs> has
0: the same amount of charisma as drywall
1: yes and days is just like yeah no and now it's elimination time these uh these first two people that she saves have comments by Ricky. So y- you say who it was. I'll read out what he said.
0: Whoa! I just remember freaking, yeah, elimination time.
1: And Weasel sitting like, dude, I'm all ready for elimination stuff. I even comb my hair right now. Oh, yeah, that's right. They actually had, like, shit before the elimination trying to, you know, still establish characters. Yeah. So it's time for the passes. Who will be Daisy's rock stars? Yeah. The first is Chi-Chi. And Ricky Rackman says he's like a teddy bear with tattoos, uh, uh, like with tattoos rolling around in the gutter. And when he said that, because I kind of like Chi Chi, I was like, he almost had me, Rackman. But then, read the next one. Then next, London gets a pass. And then he says, so Daisy's falling for a good-looking, mysterious, plays-by-his-own-rules rocker bad boy. Shocker. I'm like, you got me back. But then he said, but then he ruins it because he says, if girls, but then again, if girls didn't fall for those guys, I'd still be a virgin. I'm like, fuck you. He's been, like, my mom's been calling you a geek since the eighties. Everyone knows you're a geek. Oh,
0: he's the biggest fucking geek out there.
1: Fuck. Except for some reason with age, he is able
0: to like, pre- like be a presentable Authority character on this show, I guess.
1: I guess like these dudes fear Rackman. <laughs> like if it was they me, do. I would be trying to roasting Rackman. Oh my! You would have been. He would. He would have gotten you voted off the first
0: episode. Yeah, I was just like, I'd be roasting Rackman, but fucking whatever. He somehow has put fear in these freaking muscled up geeks, but they don't realize. Because I doubt they've ever watched anything from the 1980s. <laughs>
1: Probably not.
0: Rackman is a fucking geek. He's always been a geek. Literally, he is very well known for Dave Mustaine freaking harassing him all the fucking time when he had an interview. Like, yeah. Literally, it's like, dude. You can find dude. it on the internet. It's great. Yeah, Rackman is just some fucking geek. And he says the stupid shit. It's and like, listen, dude, you were just at the right time, right place. Yeah, I'm sure chicks would think you're hot if you're hanging out with Axl Rose. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like by compi- it's like, oh hey, this guy's hanging out with Axl Rose. It's by association. Be- he must be cool, right?
1: Oh my god. That that tilted me. That tilted me so hard. <sighs> what so next? So next we get Flex, and Six Gauge says in an inset promo in relation to the sex doll thing, he's like, "I think Daisy has a soft spot for douchebags." I'm like, "You think? Eh, you think?" <laughs> the next is Fox. The next is Six Gauge himself. Yep. Then Twelve Pack, Cable Guy, Cage, Sinister, Big Ring, Toolbacks,
0: and now down to the three dudes left. We have Professor Weasel and brooklyn yes so first and like with the three dudes left professor feels like he's feel like he's pretty confident because he's hot <laughs> he's not an idiot we get a cgi edit of weasel and his love of liquor like you remember what fucking the bad editing with friggin' rodeo meeting brett michaels oh all those hearts and shit yeah, in the background same thing but with like weasel drinking liquor <laughs> yeah and basically, freaking, I think was yeah. Daisy calls down Weasel, and he eliminate, and she eliminates him. I was kind of bummed. I kind of liked Weasel. Yeah, Weasel kind of came off like a totally cool dude. Yeah, but he was an adult. He has worked he was an adult he was an adult to the point where he has now worked long enough where he can live off the fruit of his labors and chill on his boat and drag race his cars yeah and when it's boating season he can go off to like random islands with his boat and just get hammered on the beach
1: That sounds like, I mean, that's not my thing, but if that is your thing, that's a pretty chill existence. I'm just
0: saying, he's lived, like, he's, like, because Daisy's like, oh, he doesn't seem like he has any drive, dreams, or aspirations. Like, he's already done it, dude. I think he's done enough for him where he feels satisfied, where he could just do, like, cool shit. Yes. Like, just chill and get hammered on his boat. Weasel was a cool guy. I liked him. So, now it's down to Brooklyn and Professor. And, basically, Daisy calls down Brooklyn. And with his, like, girlfriend thing, she basically gave him, like, hey, if I hear anything more, if you're lying to me, you're done, guy. But Brooklyn gets the last pass. I was like, what the fuck? Well, you see... Well, you- here's the thing. It's either you got Brooklyn, or you got the man that has the same amount of charisma as fucking dr- as Drywall. And yeah. a hawk. <laughs> Yeah. Like, Brooklyn looked like a weird geek, but... I don't think Professor was going to make the house any more entertaining.
1: No. It's funny because even after this happens, Rackman literally says in the instant promo, he's just like, fuck, I think Daisy made the wrong choice. It's like, hey, how you pass up a good-looking guy with a
0: proper job compared to a guy who might still be dating, might have a girlfriend or something. Yeah. so They and could be he, lying to you. And when he said, I was just sitting there, it's like, I don't have a feeling Brooklyn is going to last. No, he'll probably be out next episode. Yeah. So basically, yeah. I just wrote down Professor is the fucking geek. Who's the geek of the week for this episode? We're um. down to Professor or Flipper.
1: Nah, it's Flipper. Because you know what? He made a diss track. It that failed. wasn't even a real diss track. It failed. He tried to, like,
0: present his masculinity and try to get a fight with, like, a chill dude. But then when we're asked the chill dude, he'd be, like, walk... He just ran away and tried to sh- moon everyone with his ass.
1: Yes. Then, then he, he goes to Daisy to so just like
0: basically, dude, just
1: pick me. Come on, there's
0: no point. And then Daisy tells him like, yeah, no, you can, no, nah, you can step in line. And then he yeah. tries to insult Daisy because his masculinity was threatened. And then he just packs up his shit because he
1: caused so much problems for himself and left. And he deluded himself into thinking that it was because he everyone thought he was awesome and hated him because of it. So he so he starts two different fights. And bitches out of both of them, and then he pieces out when he's like, "Oh no, everyone hates me." And then he leaves behind his green shoes to get pissed on. The professor is a geek because he doesn't have a personality. He
0: tried to do a shitty love lesson, but like actually tried to take it properly. Yeah, but like he wasn't presenting it well because he doesn't have like a lesson plan. He's just guys just look like a geek. And when he talked to Daisy, he just basically was just like he bored the shit out of Daisy. And then at Elimination, he thought he was good, but then got eliminated anyway. I think Geek of the Week's Flipper. Well, the Geek of the Week is Flipper. Okay. Well, and then basically it's time to freaking cheers because time to have, like, you know, the, like, Elimination cheers send off. And Rockman tells him, it's like, all right, guys, you got to step up your game. You can't just come here and be all laid back and stuff. You have to be ready to present yourselves fully. Like, none of this laid back kind of, just like, coasting. You got to be prepared. And then basically cheers to the end of the show. Then we get in the, like, credit scene. We got 12-Pack just hanging out. Yeah. With the dudes. And he's just sitting there just showing, doing his, doing a peck dance and stuff. And Flex is just sitting there, like, getting, like, all engaged. He's like, he's like, dude, you're such a douchebag. Man, you must get, like, so much pussy. Because <laughs> it's just like, dude, 12 Pack sitting there pop, 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 pop. And, like, Flex is just sitting there just all me- mesmerized by 12-Pack. He's mesmerized by 12-Pack. Woo! Fuck. Well, that was it, people. We have ran through our album reports. Me trying to fail to explain Attack on Titan. Me
1: being a Disney. You. Me being a Disney geek.
0: And then telling about Daisy Love. Whoo! This is a long one, but listeners, we're gonna <clears> be back together. We're gonna review Slipknot's sixth album.
1: We Are Not Your Kind. Yes. From 2019. Review episode seven. Oh, yeah. Seven of Attack on Titan. And then episode three
0: of Daisy of Love. Fuck. That's a lot of shit. Well, hey, we got to like freaking, we got to get some content. Other than that, this is the Doctor That Danger Radio Show. I was your host, James. I'm Edward.
1: Have a good one. Adios.